This is my brother Yako. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you get me so easily. It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you will give you witchcraft. We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. Welcome to yet another Area 51 recording of Sci-Fi Saturday Night, the only podcast to guarantee that if you listen, you get to hear stuff this week. It's episode 484. Holy shit, that's a big number. And it's another pandemic countdown day here. Uh, I'm vaccinated. Cam, you're vaccinated, right? Yep, yep. Okay, so it's another semi-quarantine evening here in Area 51. Tonight, for a change, I didn't have to read a goddamn book, which is a nice thing, which means I didn't have to do much preparation. I just had to look at pretty art. And so tonight we're going to be talking about some art for a change, which I love to do, uh, which it is difficult for an audio podcast to talk about art, but tough darts, we're doing it anyway. We're still in social distancing show mode here uh, because the whole world is slowly, very slowly coming out of the pandemic. And it's difficult to get a clear channel. And I keep slipping in the clear channel garbage here. Uh, and I'm going to keep doing it because I feel like it. And I hate clear channel. And I hope they remember that. Uh, so sit back in the area of 51 help desk and snack bar. It's Commander Cam. How are you doing tonight, buddy? Oh, I'm doing very well. <clears throat> uh, double double uh, vaccinated and enjoying getting out of that hamster tube you've been keeping me in. Well, we got to get the snack bar restocked because sooner or later we're bringing the rest of the cast back. Oh and yeah, I've, I've already I've already got my shopping list ready. You know, I've got you know the Captain Crunch, the uh, Fruity Pebbles, perfect. the Cocoa Pebbles, <clears throat> um, plenty of. Uh, Sombrarian wants to have as much Dr Pepper as you can get in there. So oh, make sure okay, that we then yep. All right, so I'm putting that on the shopping list as well. Cool. Dr Pepper, you know, just and so, yeah. So, Something vegan for uh, for uh, uh, the rest of the rest of the family there, but let's make sure that we get that done as well. You know, I'll have to check, but I think the uh, I think the uh, the Captain Crunch might be vegan. I'll I'll, I'll but I'll double check. Get back to you guys on that. <laughs> yeah, that may not be healthy, but it but it, but it's vegan. No, wait a minute. Yeah. I know what's vegan that I already have here. My big bag of Oreos. Yeah, Kriana loves Soylent Green. You know that. Oh, yes. Well, I'll get her some soil and green. That's no perfect, problem. Perfect. So tonight, um, like I said, uh, for a change, no authors tonight. Yay, team. No authors tonight. As much as we love authors. Uh, when, when, when our buddies up in Canada send us a list of people to bring to the show, every once in a while we, we get a list and, and it says artist. And I go, holy shit, it's an artist. And I go, yay, team. And they sent us uh, fr- from Texas, Ariel Diaz. Ariel, welcome to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. 
Oh, thank you for having me. <coughs> oh, it's the best. It's the best. Um, we're going to provide uh, Ariel's Instagram page and Ariel's uh, web page, which is just absolutely amazing. Pardon me. I'm hitting the cough button for a second. I'm better now. There we go. And um, wow. Uh, Ariel, how long have you been working in fine art? Actually, it's been almost about a year and a half now. No shit. Come on. You no, can't seriously. be that young working in the system and be as good as you are. Well, I've been drawing most of my life, but uh, like professionally wise, I, I guess it would be close to almost a year and a half now, like in this industry. Your, your website's called Divine Immortality. Where'd you come up with that idea? It's very, it's a very long story, but the thing is, is that I used to do a lot of uh, virtual, um, I guess, kind of like Sims and, you know, uh, things like that. So I had an account and I used to do a lot of role playing back in the day and I was 15 and, you know, you uh, make bad decisions. <laughs> and um, uh, during that time, I just thought it was a cool name. And so it just kind of just got stuck with me and I created a DeviantArt account at that time too, posted some of my edits, you know, like uh, profile edits and uh, it just came up from there. Kind of stuck from that point on, huh? Yeah, it was pretty stuck. I wanted to change it, but everyone just kept on knowing me from that name. So I just thought, you know what, what the hell, I'm just going to stick with it. You were, you were <laughs> the already deal is done. It. Yeah, the deal is done. So when you started drawing, what what was it that made you say, "This is what I'm going to do. This is this is this is me." Well, I was an only child uh, for a time, so I usually am like kind of the loner in school. So I was always, you know, sketching or drawing animals in my little sketchbook and uh, during class as well. So that's how come. I always get in trouble in class because I'm always drawing. <laughs> and um, yeah, during the years, I just uh, started practicing more. And, you know, my family um, is very, uh, my family is very, um, uh, they, they help motivate me a lot to, or help support me as well for, for me to get better. And so they were always telling me, you know, you, you can do it, just keep practicing learn your basics and I would always uh, you gotta understand I was nine at the time and I would cry because I would not get something right <laughs> I'm a perfectionist at heart so I'm always like striving to get better would you like like go to cons at a young age and, and see artists there and stuff I never went to a con before, actually. Uh, really? Not until last year in October, which was my very first con and my very first well, con. Experience right before the COVID ever. lockdown. <laughs> um, yeah, it was last year in October. It was for wow. Cowtown. So it was my very, very first Comic Con ever as as both, you know, um, attendee and, uh, and you know, to, to go to one. What was that like for you to go to your very first convention like that? Well, the thing is, is that I always thought it was more, you know, like, yeah, you gotta, <laughs> back then I always thought it was kind of uh, 
Like, why would you go? Like, I was one of those people. I was. Like, why would you go to those shows? Like, all, all there is is just a bunch of people and, you know, and uh, um, I would always hear how there are so many sweaty people <laughs> and that it was, it was always hot. And there is like truth that. to that. However, there is truth to that. A little bit, a little <laughs> bit. But when I went, you know, um, it was just amazing. Cause you know, you get to meet a whole lot of people, not just, you know, from a, a vendor's point of view, but also like as a, as an attendee as well, that, you know, you go to meet, you know, your, um, artist friends you know that you haven't seen um before but you finally get to meet and then um get to meet fans that you know that follow and support you for for a while and it's always great to to see see that especially in the cons and that's why i told myself you know what i'm gonna have to actually go to more because this is actually pretty pretty great there's a sense of immersion that you get at a convention mm-hmm. as, as an artist or, or even as an attendee that you don't understand till you get there for the very first time. Yeah. Uh, um, that <clears throat> I never really understood till I brought my daughter there for the first time and, and saw that, that kind of sparkle in her eyes when she met an author that she'd read or, or she met, um, a comic artist that she'd read all all of her 13 years and it was it was something very special for her in that way so now you're at a very young age for an artist and you're going to conventions for the first time and you're going to uh signings and 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 shows at comic comic stores as well mm-hmm. and how's how's that working for you what, what what's going on for you there well um last year you know since i was um practically uh, recruited for, with um comic sketch art uh during the winter of um what is it 2018 no 2019 and then that's when as soon as it became january you know we were scheduled to go to like uh, Lexington and um, Dallas Fan Expo, things like that. And then all of a sudden the the quarantine happened. The world just closed down on us. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I was about to start going to cons, yeah, it closed down on me. <laughs> it was quite a, a bummer because I kept on, you know, in a way I was kind of bragging uh, you know, as soon as, you know, they told me I was going to cons, I'm like, I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to go to San Diego. And, you know, because I've always wanted to go to a, a San Diego Comic Con, things sure. like that. And, you know, I was telling my family, friends, things like that. And um, as soon as it happened, I'm like, well, damn. <laughs> 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 this was supposed to be my year. <laughs> but it all pretty much worked out because, you know, the more I stayed at home, the more I was able to work. So I guess it was one um, one good thing about out of the quarantine, because uh, practically I was able to take on more work. I stayed at home a lot. I was actually, you know, cooking more, <laughs> and um, I was able to spend time more with my kids. So during that time, you were working pretty much just perfecting your work doing your doing your your artwork uh 
and oh, actually putting together one hell of a uh, one hell of a website. Yeah, and uh, it took me about three weeks to make that website because I have no experience whatsoever on you know um, putting in data and coding and things like that. So I had to um, actually research and everything to make that website, but. I think it turned out pretty good. <laughs> Didn't turn out badly at all, and it turned into quite a quite an effective tool to let people see what it is you're capable of, and also a great sales venue as well. Yeah, I want it to be a place where pretty much uh, it can branch out to anywhere that I have, you know, like want to see, you know, Instagram, Twitter, things like that. It it all comes from there. You want to see what I have done what I have for sale, things like that. It's all in there. Now, as our lovely nationwide, worldwide pandemic is slowly coming down and slowly, hopefully, coming to an end, you started to rebook some conventions and some comic book appearances and one of the first bookstore appearances that you've had was in Las Vegas this past weekend. So how did that go for you? It was actually really well done because, um, and not as part of like uh, an experience because I was going there for the first time, but the overall experience just from the love and dedication from Torpedo Comics, uh, you know, on how well they took care of me because, <laughs> you know, I had like a gift basket and um, full of chocolates and I just kept on telling them, oh my God, you guys are amazing. You have no idea how much I'm a chocoholic. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> and it seemed like you had a really great turnout there as well with uh, a number of other artists as well. Yeah. Um, Peter Tomasi um, uh, was there. Um, and also Frank Cho, uh, both of them were amazing and they're both hilarious. So um, the whole day we just, you know, hung out and uh, especially at the store as well, it was great. <laughs> I had about three coffees that day, so I might've been a little bit <laughs> too hyper for them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what, was the re- what was the reception from the people coming in at the store? Because, you know, a lot of the stores are just starting to reopen as well now. Yeah, and um, like here in Texas, a lot of places are, you know, starting to come back up in, in you know, to make more events. And so uh, it's just been crazy on, on how many are open to do more like signings and appearances and even like um, like exclusives, things like that. It's just like on and on. And I'm, I'm pretty excited to, to see what's, what's going to happen next especially with some of the stores that I've been to already. And uh, they're always like telling me, uh, hey, we, we would like to have you back, especially to do like something for us as well. And I said, yeah, definitely. Just got to do it. <laughs> now, the, the difficult part for you is that uh, <clears throat> this when this show actually goes up, you are going to be at Suncoast Comic Con this weekend. Yes, I will be at Suncoast in, in Florida, and um, it's going to be for specifically, well, not in a way um, exclusively, but um, 
is for signing for my uh, variant cover for Department of Truth. I think it's uh, for number nine. And uh, I'll be having lots of uh, signatures over there. And I'll have some prints and stuff for sale there, too. And, you know, as the lucky thing for you is that you're slowly, very slowly, well, it's not really slowly. It's, I mean, it's very quickly being known because over the next three months, you're going to be at seven more, con- eight more conventions and mm-hmm. a couple of more tentative ones that haven't yet verified their schedules. Uh, if I could very quickly just go through June, July, and August, what's actually confirmed at this point is the Washington State Summer Con, uh, June 18th, 19th, and 20th, uh, in uh, Palliop, Washington, has mm-hmm. got you scheduled. Comic Palooza in Houston, July 16th, 17th, and 18th. Cowtown Comic Con in your backyard in Fort Worth, uh, July 23rd, 24th, 25th. Uh, then you're going to be in our backyard, Fan Expo Boston, August 6th, 7th, and 8th. Mega, and then you fly down the following weekend, MegaCon Orlando, uh, August 13th, 14th, and 15th. And then the following weekend, you're back in Dallas uh, at Fan Expo Dallas, uh, August 2021-22. So, I mean, you've got you've got a summer booking that's uh, – you're going to need some time off, young lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, if anyone knows me, is that I am – very much a workaholic so it kind of like I have some of my friends like get on to me like saying you need to take a freaking break young lady and like you need to take some time off and I was like if I have time off I'm just gonna end up guilt tripping myself because I'm not working (laughs) well you you had a whole almost year time off with the pandemic Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm trying to make up for it (laughs) exactly we all kind of felt that way didn't we I mean, it it felt like we had our hands tied behind our back during that time. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, we're all making up for it at this point. So what what are you looking forward to after that, that run and gun summer? Uh, supposedly I'll be in, uh, well, talking about it in Lexington. And hopefully some of the bigger shows, especially with Fan Expo. So um, we'll see what happens. So probably around during the fall, we'll see what what comes up. Uh, what's you know what's going to be of available opportunity. But supposedly during you know late fall and uh, winter time, I should should be able to go to some of the more bigger shows like C two E two Emerald City and. Uh, possibly um, New York or San Diego, things like that. So we'll see what happens. What other projects have you been working on uh, during, uh, during all this? Have you, had, have you had some time to work, really work on some art projects? Not really. I just try to see what I can get for as far as um, client work. And uh, whenever there's like an opportunity that, something's coming up uh, I like to create something for it and just to kind of like spread the spread the hype for it 
You know, it's really it's really interesting to take a look at the work that you're doing. And one of the things that Cam and I noticed when we were looking at your work is that a lot of times people focus strictly on the main character. And they kind of, when they're doing it, they don't put any work into the background of it at all. But we we tended to notice that you do a lot of times work the background in it as well, which makes the whole art piece complete. And we really did tend to really enjoy that. And Cam, you mentioned that specifically. Yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the work you did. Because, yeah, like like Dom said, sometimes people concentrate on the main character. One of your the best ones, I think, that really exemplifies this was your Baroness sketch that I saw. It just happened to be, it happened to pop up as the first image when I was looking through your website. And I'm looking at this and the details in the background. And I've always felt, you know, that, you know, the background can tell as much of a story mm -hmm. in art as what's in the, the character that's in the foreground. And it just, you did such a good job of, you know, taking it, creating that and putting the Cobra logo back there and all the bullets that are right, going right up the wall. And it just, it, it, it added that extra touch that just made it a more interesting piece. And I absolutely loved that. And there's other examples. As I started going through all of it, I found other examples that did that as well. So I just, I love the fact that you take the time to really make sure that the backgrounds are well developed as as much as the, the character in the foreground. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes, I don't like white backgrounds. That's the thing. <laughs> and um, I like to find that, you know, there's more you can put into it. So that's why I try to, like, in a way, simplify, but not put too much uh, into as, like, part of a background, but to pretty much piece it together and to make it, like, as if it's part of the story. Yep. And oh, that's exactly what I was thinking when I looked at it is you do a very good job of telling the complete story by using the background and using the character in the foreground. You tell a complete story. And I find that that's what usually draws me into art is does the picture tell a story? And a lot of those pictures that I've looked through all seem to want to tell a story. It's one moment of that story. But it does tell a story. You know that there's a story there, and you so want to see more. Absolutely, and yeah, that's that's pretty much. Uh, I do my best on it. <laughs> so as far as like with comics go, that you know sometimes you know I have to catch up on a lot of stories. So whenever I take on a new project, um, especially for like a cover job. I try to, you know, catch up myself with the story a little bit just to kind of like have an idea what I want to do for the cover. And usually most of the time they they like the the first um, like prelim uh, preliminary um, sketch for it. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is this is great. This is exactly what we're looking for as far as the story. And it's pretty good. I'm always trying to. Um, figure out and do research especially for as far as the the story goes yep and i have a question so as i'm looking at this and i do see a lot of really amazing cover work that you've been doing is there any draw for you to doing uh panel work in internal to the comic is that something that maybe is in your future i i would say that 
I'm not keen on doing interior work. Um, as long as like it's like something very small amount, I guess, like a one or two pages, I wouldn't mind. But if it's like a thirty-page book, yeah, I wouldn't do that. I'm just so some slow something along the lines of of Alex Ross, where you know he did that whole big, you know, his he, everything he does is these wonderful painted images mm-hmm. within a. That might be something that might draw you because you can put the level that you want to put in like you do for your covers. You know, that amazing detail that you put in for your, your covers, you could be able to do that. That might draw you in to interior work. Yeah. Um, it's, it's long as like, it's not a lot of work. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot. <laughs> like, cause like I said, I'm kind of slow when it comes to like the process. So, yeah. But I always do my best to meet the deadline. So that's what I'm just afraid of doing if I ever took on, like, interior work like that. So that's why I just stick to um, cover work. Yep. And you can do – and i got to say, your cover work is amazing so far, the what I've seen. So, yeah, no, it's, I, I, I love what I'm looking at so far. I'm actually yeah. on the web page right now going through it as I'm <laughs> – just to see if there's anything else. But, yeah. You've got some amazing stuff. I would highly recommend anybody out there. Once you've got you've done listening to this, check out. We will we will have links for her in there to check out what she has there. Definitely, I actually have to update it because you know there's some new stuff that came up, and so I have to update it. But yeah, you, mostly the ones that you can see my recent work or up to date is on my Instagram. So yeah, and, <laughs> I just and it looks like. And it looks like you do commissions as well? Yes, I do have a backlog of commissions, so I probably won't be available to do more for some time. Only if, uh, like, if you catch me at a, sh- at a convention or at a show, and I do some, like, live commissions right then and there, they're, like, quick uh, sketches, I'm able to do those. But, like, for as far as at-home commissions, yeah, I can't do that right now. <laughs> All right. I'll keep that in mind, though. So, so Dome, it looks like I'm going to have to catch her at Fan Expo Boston if I want to get her to do a, a Harley Quinn for you. Yeah, it seems like that may be the problem then at that point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and we're, we're also going to post links uh, not only for our, our local New England folk, but for our folks around the country so that uh, you can get to see her and when you're going to be able to get to see her and where you're going to be able to get to see her. And we'll try and keep those updated for you at the same time. Uh, because, um, frankly, guys, you know, um, it's hard enough to see the, the, the artists that you think you want to see. Because, oh, I've been seeing this artist for years and years and years. But it's more important that you see the artist that you haven't seen, that you really should see. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Ariel's one of these artists you really should see because she's new and she's wonderful and her stuff is pretty freaking amazing. Our guest tonight has been a new artist that's really wonderful and really amazing and really a lot of fun. Her name is Ariel Diaz. And Ariel, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I appreciate it so much. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Granite Con, Plastic City Comic Con, and the Upper Valley Comic Expo. We are also sponsored by Dreamforge Magazine, a superb magazine of fantasy and science fiction, 
and Comic Art House. Visit Comic Art House for some of the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. And if you're looking for a really great gift book for that rapidly approaching semi-annual Fairbanks Melt Day celebration, consider a look at Sci-Fi Saturday Night's first anthology, My Peculiar Family, now on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. My Peculiar Family, the audiobook, is available on Audible, because I'm not sure where else you could find it. Our intro production was provided by Rob Watts. For more of his amazing stuff, just look at robwattsonline.com. And don't forget to try the Watts sauce. We have, we love it. Our outro was provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. You can find Lawrence Made Me Cry's music on Bandcamp. And a whole lot of love to Jojo and Celine. Many thanks to the gang from his booking books. Thank you, Captain Cam. This is Dome saying, Terry and Jeannie shared pain as lessons, shared joy increased. Thus, we all refute entropy. Better things are coming, Stacy. Stay strong, Liz. So, unless it's daytime, good night, everybody.